1: And I love you reaching out, as so many people do. And we're going to get to more of your texts very shortly on the 40 Wings Temper text line because there is a lot of passion about why cricket may not be as great in the eyes of many sports fans as it used to be yesteryear. All three hundred seven three six seven three six 736 1-300-736-736 is the Ruby Kia open line. And Liam Santa Maria, NBL analyst, superstar when it comes to breaking down this game in this country. But right now he is on fire because he's the GM of the Next Stars program, which is... Going from strength to strength. Anytime you look at an NBA draft mock lottery, there is NBL players to which this guy got into teams around the country. Liam, welcome back to SCN. Uh, thanks,
0: Cam. Good to be back with you,
1: mate. You got a pay rise yet because uh, everything you have touched has turned to gold this year. Your young men who you were able to sit down and convince the NBL was the right place to play have been having a nice year.
0: They're uh, having a good time, for sure, and um, it's going well. The the Next Stars program, obviously, um, I'm enjoying being a part of it and have really enjoyed the process of, of being part of the journey of, of this group of young NBA prospects that are in the NBL right now. Um, obviously, there's some guys that have been spectacularly successful thus far. Alexander Starr in Perth is in the conversation to be the number one pick overall uh, in the upcoming NBA draft. and. You know, some others like Bobby Clinton in Cairns and, and, and Alex Sarr in, in uh, sorry, Alex Tui in um, Sydney, uh, also in the conversation with first round picks. So re- really enjoying watching them flourish in the league and um, the excitement and, and enthusiasm for the competition that they've brought.
1: Hey, how many times a week do you take a call from an NBA team?
0: Uh, a couple. I'd say a mm-hmm. couple, yeah. Um, I think, you know, a lot of the times um, checking in on seeing how, you know, how guys are going and um, you know, keen for a little bit of, of background and intel. They put so much effort in during the draft process uh, to collating as much intel as they can on these kind of guys. But um, I would suspect that there's others around the league that, that are hearing from NBA teams on a much, much yeah. more regular basis. Certainly the coach and, and you know, front office execs in the teams that those players are in, but others around the league as well. Um, you know, some of our colleagues, Andrew Gaze, these types of guys will be getting hit up on a regular basis because there's a bunch of guys playing in the NBL right now that are uh, in the next hot little minute are going to be in the NBA.
1: Just for the listeners around the country who who may not be aware of this, I, I want it on the record so they do know. So you you not only identify and, and chat to these players and and managers and families and all the rest of it around the country and the world but you also have to work it out with the teams because you don't you don't necessarily just go and a team goes i want to get this young kid in and you do that deal the fact is you've got to be able to then work with the team to convince that that particular player is right for them so it is quite a complicated system to be able to get these certain players into certain teams right
0: yeah that's 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 right, um, uh, and it's not just me. Also, it's Jeremy Lolliger, uh Vince Crivelli. Those guys working uh, hand in hand with me in the Next Stars program. Um, but yeah, essentially, we serve as the middlemen, really, um, bringing identifying the potential uh, talent that that are going to become NBA players, and you know maybe we could serve as a good next step for them. Uh, to come into the NBL. So identifying them, working with them and their families and their agents about the idea of becoming a next star. But then on the other side of the coin, bringing our teams to the table, that working with the coaches of our teams here in the NBL, the owners and the, the GMs and CEOs of those teams, and trying to help them find a player that will work for their squad, will work for their organisation overall, but also their roster build, Uh, the type of coach or the type of system that they have in place. So it's all about trying to bring all parties together to to create a, a really good match and an opportunity for a young player and to succeed and a team to flourish.
1: When, when you look at those mock drafts and you look at the mock lotteries, and, and there are so many to get around this time of year as we, we get quickly to the NBA draft once the uh, Christmas break is on and we roll to the playoffs, but it just amps up when it comes to you know collegiate basketball, the big dance, and of course into a Final Four. How much does that help your job? Like how easy is it? Or easier, I don't want to say easy, easier when you have three or four players who are continually mentioned in mock drafts and mock lotteries. When you go to sit down with another family, do you just roll that out I think it's hugely important
0: like what what sort of history uh, exists within the program in terms of developing players and helping them to achieve their potential it's hugely important you know LaMelo Ball was the third pick in the draft after being a next start Josh Goody was the sixth pick Uzman Chiang was the 11th pick Um, we've had you know five players drafted in, in four years from the program three of them as lottery picks that's massively important to that next group and you know when you look at as you say you look at these mock drafts right now and in some of them you see alexander sarr from the perth wildcats ranked as the number one pick overall that's it's pretty powerful i mean it's it maybe flies a little under the radar here in australia the fact that 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 guy is running around in, in the nbl right now but it's not flying under the radar across the globe and amongst you know, that next generation of of elite talent. So, yeah, it helps in a big way. And um, I think it's been, you know, it's certainly been um, very fun for all NBL fans, I think, watching these guys over the course of the season so far.
1: Now, you are always, and I've had the privilege of knowing you for about 30 years, you've always got something on. You're always looking towards the next thing that's going on because (laughs) that's what the world in which you live, be it media, Or Next Stars program. You have to continually be moving. Uh, So I'm assuming you're absolutely in full ball when it gets to next year's Next Stars?
0: Yep, for sure. Uh, We've got to be moving and shaking. And, you know, our teams are keen to be involved again next year. And, you know, there's some top prospects Right now, we're trying to decide what they're going to do as far as their next step.
1: Give me a give me a name. Give me a name on your wish list that you are hoping and you are working towards convincing that person that the NBL is the best place for them. Drop one for me.
0: Well, it was reported on ESPN yesterday. Cam, you would have seen it um, from Jonathan Gavoni, the their NBA draft uh, expert, um, that, that that South Sudanese prospect Kamon Malawach is is in the process right now of. Deciding what he's going to do. Um, played for Seth Dadan in the in the FIBA World Cup last year as a 16-year-old. Mm. Um, he's just a super-duper elite talent. He's at the NBA Academy Africa right now. Uh, he's got family in the NBL. His cousin Malawatch plays for Sydney. Used to play for Melbourne United. Uh, and he's an elite draft prospect. He's just reclassified into the class of 2024. So he's going to move... Uh, to an, into the NBA draft in the 2025 class, uh, and uh, we're a part of that mix. We're in conversation with him and and you know his mentors at the NBA Academy. Uh, so are others: Duke, Kentucky, some other colleges, Julie Gignite, But uh, certainly, you know, he's having a good long look at the NBL Next Stars program as well. And those who watch the Boomers play South Sudan at John Kane Arena ahead of the FIFA World Cup earlier this year would would know who I'm talking about because Carmen came out in the last few minutes of that game and put on an absolute show. So we would love to have him in the in the program next year and we think we would be fantastic for him.
1: Anyone who grows up and is trying to convince someone from the fairest sex that they are the right person to date, it's very hard to find the balance of acting too keen, but also not being too aloof. So you got to run the right balance. You know, us young men, we were growing up, traditionally, well, I'll talk for myself, I stuffed it. In this situation, you don't want to be too keen. How many times do you reach out? Like, how does it work? Do you email him once a week? Do you call him once a week? Are you texting him? How does it How does it work for you to be able to court watch to the NBL without going overboard?
0: Well, I love the analogy that you've used and the parallel that you've drawn, and yeah like I think that that's kind of important not to yeah, you know, to just to strike that type of balance and I think that and I think it probably still relates to the same uh, analogy I think that what that balance is and where that sweet spot is probably is different for different prospects so you know you get to but my my approach is just to try to you know build a bit of a relationship and and um, you know keep it genuine every every step of the way and i, I to be honest, I I think the next stars pathway and the quality of coaching and the quality of the strength and conditioning programs and our clubs as a whole here in the NBL, I think all of that speaks very loudly in and of its own right. So you don't need to do too much of a song and dance. That stuff does a lot of the talking for you. And so do those key players at those clubs. You know, a big part of my job is to get is to uh, get the prospect and the teams uh, to be able to talk together. Um, Because when that happens, that's when the magic starts to occur and they can talk about exactly what it's going to look like uh, in uniform for that team. So, yeah, it's it's definitely a bit of a balancing act and um, you just try to kind of strike it at the right level.
1: Lastly, before I do let you go, I'm assuming I know this answer that it's just all about the talented kid, but... Did you try and strike some type of uh, balance with numbers between the Australian next stars? And you, and you mentioned Alex Dewey, who's having a really good year after he had committed to go to uh, the collegiate route and then changed his mind and came back and the kings are the benefactor there. Or do you try and find the international for, for world exposure reasons? Is, is there some type of thinking around the nationality of these players when you try and sit down and work it out?
0: I think what we've, kind of what we've got this year represents a pretty good balance in that regard we've got two elite Aussie prospects in in two as you mentioned and also Rockies Rocco zakarski uh, as next stars this year we've got a couple of guys from North America in Trenton Flowers and AJ Johnson five star prospects and uh, we've got some you know big time talents from uh, around the uh, rest of the globe as well specifically Europe Alexander Sarr from France and Bobby Clintman from from Sweden, Mantas Rutsdavicius from, from Lithuania, and Ariel Hukporti from Germany. So, I, I I feel like that kind of balance is a good one um, because really it's uh, it's a global game. Ours mm-hmm. has become a global league, and the the, the pathway uh, can benefit guys from all over the world.
1: Perfect, hey mate. Seven thirty tonight, ESPN NBL overtime is back. Uh, unbelievably good looking host. So, looking forward to catching that show tonight, mate. I'll see you there.